Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. I'm Ms. Black, your host. Happy New Year! So today is the first Friday of the New Year and I'm sure you are recovering from a good hopefully week of vacation. If you're an educator, some of you actually have uh, two weeks of vacation, but here in New York City, we just got off last week. Um, And, you know, I say as educators, we kind of get two uh, New Year's. We get, you know, the new school year in September and we get the new calendar year in January. And in most times in at January, you know, we set resolutions and plans and oftentimes those plans are financially aligned or financially related. So I don't really set New Year's resolutions anymore. I usually choose a word for the year, but I recognize that people set New Year's resolutions and sometimes um, with them being financial, they kind of figure like, can I do this? What's the best way for me to set and achieve my financial goals? So that's what today's episode is going to be about setting and achieving your New Year's resolution if that is what you're doing. So you know, different people feel different ways about resolutions, but if you're one who sets one, great. And I choose a word, as I said, but it's about how my word relates. And I haven't landed on a word yet. I am stuck between like practice and habit. And um, I'll tell you how I use that word and how it uh, aligns to be financially if I choose either one of them, but for the sake of a New Year's resolution. So there's all these studies about whether people follow through on them or not. I think if you put your mind to it and you really want to achieve or maintain the resolution, you will. You just got to know what works for you. So if you're just a, a type of person who sets a regular New Year's resolution, like I want to... um start an emergency fund. I want to pay off debt. I want to get rid of my student loans. I want to pay off my mortgage. I want to lower the amount of money I spend on eating out. There there are lots of resolutions that you can set that are financially aligned. Uh, And, you know, as educators, we often hear about setting SMART goals, right? So make them specific measurable, attainable, um, I forget what the R is for, and time-bound. But 
instead of setting just a regular resolution, you can set a smart goal about your uh, financial um, goal or like I do set a word for it. But either way you do it, you have to have a way of like making it happen, right? (laughs) Holding yourself accountable. Um, And so when we talk about ways to achieve your goal, I do believe the time bound part of a smart goal is important, right? And so if you're setting a resolution, say like, I want to increase my emergency savings, name the amount and say like, if you want to do that by, you know, December 31st and this year's a leap year. So if that's your goal to do it by December 31st, you have an extra instead of 365 days this year to do it, you have 366 days. But it's important to kind of put the time on it. I think the same thing goes for debt repayment. So you can say, I want to pay off my credit card debt. Make it time bound, right? And the really an easy way, whether it's building an emergency fund or building and or increasing emergency fund or paying off your debt. When you make it time bound, because you know I like to automate payments, that sort of thing, you can just take your balance or your um the your goal for savings and divide it either by 52 weeks, the amount that you need to save over the 52 weeks of the year, Or you can do it by month and say, okay, this is how much money I need to, you know, put in my savings account or or have automatically go into my savings account every month. But making it like in a finite time span of like by December 31st, uh, by the end of the year is really helpful because then you'll be able to level out your savings and or debt repayment process so you kind of know what to expect instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to put a little extra on it on, you know, and then different things happen and you don't and you aren't able to do it because, you know, you forgot that you were, you know, that was your goal and you went to something else. So having it time bound and leveling, leveling it off makes it really easy to either save more or pay down your debt. Now, when it comes to utilizing a word, so as I shared, my word may be practice, maybe habit. That's because I read this book, Tiny Habits, which I will, um, by BJ Fogg, which I will be doing a book review on. And it talks about putting practices or habits in place for you to be effective. And so when I think about it, where I am in my financial journey, like having the habit um, to check my budget at the end of the week is something that I definitely want to get back to. So setting that habit, looking for like, okay, if this is the habit or the behavior, the practice that I want to encourage, looking at like what is going to be my prompt to check it. So you guys know, I generally do it 
but I haven't necessarily gone through it with a fine tooth comb that I think is necessary at this point. I feel a little bit of lifestyle creep coming on and I want to make sure that I stay in there. Now, I was talking to some friends about the fact that I don't do a resolution, but I do a word and then they started talking about like what their words were. Now, I'm generally a very literal person. <laughs> um, the older I get, the more I realize that. And in identifying my word like habit, practice, you know, totally makes sense to me. But, you know, my friend was like, you know, I want a word like thrive or joy. And those things also can help you. So if you want to thrive financially, what is holding you back or like, what do you need to focus on so that you can thrive? So don't think that your word has to be necessarily very literal. Um, depending on who you are and how you think and function, you know, a descriptive word can work as well. It's just you really rethinking and saying, this is how it aligns to my financial practice or things I need to strengthen in my financial practice in order for me to be successful and feel like I'm thriving um, or exalting in my financial life, right? And that's the other thing because when you're looking at these resolutions, sometimes they're all-encompassing and sometimes they're really narrow. And so you have a choice to do that. You just need to be clear about like what your intention is and then, you know, backwards plan it to success. If I'm going to be able to do this, then these are the steps that I need to take in order to achieve my New Year's resolution, my goal, or incorporate your word for the year. So as I said, you could be setting a goal around increasing your emergency savings or just starting your emergency savings. If you did the 52-week savings challenge, and there are lots of them, you can just Google, but the most simplest one um, that people do is try to save a dollar, the, the dollar amount for the week. So this is the first week of January, you would save $1. Next week ends on the 13th, and so you would save $2. If you did this by the end of 52 weeks, you'd have $1,378. Yay. Um, and some people are like, that's it. Or, oh my gosh, that's a lot. Either way you see it, it's fine. That's a simple way to do it. There are other ways or challenges uh, that people do. Uh, my cousin once saved all her $5 bills for the year. So when she would pay th for things in cash, if she got a $5 bill, she would put it um, in her closet, in a box in her closet. And she saved about $3,000 that year just by saving her $5 bills. Uh, I know that wouldn't work for me because I rarely pay for stuff in uh, cash. Um, I play it with my debit card, but like hold cold cash in my hand. 
I rarely do that. Um, but that's a challenge that could help you really kickstart your emergency fund if you think that that's something that you want to either increase or begin um, a solid emergency fund so that you could do whatever it is that you like to do. And so it totally works for savings. It also can work for your debt repayment. Uh, You might do something as simple as, you know, you can create your, your snowball and say, okay, here's my debt snowball. I am listing my debts in order from lowest uh, debt to highest debt and I'm just going to pay them off. Well, you can do that. Um, You could, if you wanted to add, you know, something extra to it, you could say, well, this, you know, for the month, this month has four, we're in January, has four, so I'm going to put an extra $5. And, you know, as the months go on, because the weeks get higher, you can do it that way. You just have a lot of different options. You just need to be intentional. And in some cases, you may say, my debt is so big, it won't, I can't afford to pay it off in a year. That's fine too. It may be, you know, a two or three year financial goal that you are setting. You just want to make sure that it is meaningful to you and that you go about doing it intentionally. So, Planning that out beforehand makes it more likely that you will stick to your resolution going forward. So not just stating it um, and identifying it, but also planning for how you're going to be successful at it. That. I think works no matter what type of goal you are trying or resolution you're trying to address, whether it be financial or otherwise, but it is the key to success with a financial goal, right? It's being really clear about what you're trying to do and think of the behaviors and that practices that you have to put in place to be successful at it. Now, the one thing I notice about financial goals or financial resolutions that are, um, I think, pretty unique is that generally when people set them and if they plan, they will hit it earlier than, um, than they, they think that they will because they start to focus on it and then they do whatever they have to do to reach or obtain that goal, which is why I suggest that you might, you know, or I think of like words so they can apply in more than one place. But if you need a win and you need to be able to do some celebration, doing it financially is uh, pretty successful because it's black and white. You set your goal, you develop your plan, and then you work the plan or race the plan, uh, however you you know, you want to think about it or, or do it, put it in, you know, and put it in place. Um, Set the resolution. And if you've already set it, you might want to tweak it to make it time bound. But I have faith in you. And I think setting the goal means that you're serious about where you want to be financially at the end 
of the year, I suggest that you tape it on your bathroom mirror, the mirror, you know, that you, your favorite mirror that you look into daily to remind yourself um, that this is your goal. And sometimes when you have to say to yourself, you can't do something, you know, that may include the finances, you'll be like, it's not that you can't do it, it's that you're choosing to focus on your financial goal. So what is the highest leverage action step that you could take with your goal or your resolution? I keep putting in the fact of a goal, but it's not. Your New Year's resolution um, this year is really plan for your success, right? Plan it out. If you're, you know, how are you going to systematically save or systematically pay off debt or incorporate a practice in your financial well-being that will ensure that you stay on track, just plan for it. Um, And what is, I think, is it Thomas Jefferson who says, uh, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. And we will not be doing that in 2024. We will be planning for success and to meet our resolutions. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...